It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off the limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No holes barred. Hi, Laura. Hello, mate. <laughs> Was that an Australian accent? No. Oh, I'm just saying hello, that, mate. That would have been all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm a bit tired. I think January's taken it out of me. All, all 11 days of it. What, you was going to say, what's the fucking date? Is it the 11th today? No, 13th. Oh, it's the 13th. Okay, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any difference, does it? It just feels like it's lasted forever already. Well, yeah. When I think about the fact that when we recorded the podcast last week and we joked about the fact that it was, you know, it felt like the millionth day of the month. And yeah, here we it's, are. It's only th- it's now only thirteen days into January, and I'm still I'm like, where's February? I I hate January. Think about it this way: we've got this week. We still got two more records in January before it's February. That's yeah. depressing, isn't it? I need it to be. I just I I think if there were a month where I would like to leave the country, it's January. No, I don't want to hibernate. I want to go somewhere else that doesn't look like this. Tenerife. Yeah, I could do Tenerife. I've never been on holiday in January, really. No. Well, in England I have, but not abroad, no. No. I, I want to go for the whole month of January, though. Oh, yeah, okay, that's, like, that's very off. lavish. It is. But <laughs> this is what I mean. I'm living the ideal life where I can take my children on our private jet and someone can fucking educate them somewhere and I can just sit <laughs> by our private pool and not have to talk to anybody other than the pool boy. I do see those families on Instagram that essentially do that. They just travel the world with little yeah. ones and go to all these exo- exotic places that, yeah. you know. In I a just, camper van. I'm not, mate, I can't of anything I know, more in a hellish. fucking camper van with like a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Are you mental? Well, I saw someone and they had a camper van. They live in, their, they literally live in it. They don't have a home. Right. And they have a, what must be, what, a nine-month-old baby? Oh, and a my God. And a three-year-old. Yeah. I thought that I thought that they were living their best single lives, you know, as just like unwed lovers. But no, that I mean they are very much entangled in the relationship of parenthood. I can't honestly. It's that it's like that and, and canal boat. Couldn't handle it. Well, no, because you don't like water. I don't know how I feel it's about that. It's less about the water, it's just small, isn't it? It's this it's the space. I get very I feel very claustrophobic really quickly. I'd just be terrified of the kids falling off. So that's a big no-go for oh, me. Yeah, that didn't occur to me. That would yeah. all, that's all that Rob would worry about. I mean, he worries about them, I don't know, picking up a spoon the wrong way. Yeah, like the I'm level so of worried. anxiety is very much in the gullet of my body because I just, the thought of one of them going overboard, just, it's, it just triggers my PTSD, Vic. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I've got like zero to report because nothing's happened in my life. Um, <laughs> just been watching a lot of Made in Chelsea, which is my guilty pleasure. I've never watched an episode that in my life. I don't even know who any of the people are. The, I've watched it. I think he's been going for about 10 years. I feel like he's been going for about 10 years. I've been watching it from So is this one. where this, the girl, uh, that Molly May, who I've never heard of in my entire life until everything's kicked off this week about oh, her? No, she's not in it. Is she, that not her? What's no, she not in, Made in Chelsea. I don't know. Love Island? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, never been into Love Island, really. Don't really. 
I just can't get on board with that. I mean, I don't know how not, considering that I watch a load of posh people posh around. I know, but I do feel a little bit like Love Island is like taking lambs to the slaughter. Yeah. Because although they are beautiful and, you know, uh, they come out of there and then they just, I wouldn't want their life. I wouldn't. Because I just, there's no real prep for... All right, yeah, granted, you're going to make a dick load of money and you're probably going to live a completely different life all based on the fact that you were a very attractive person that got picked to go on an island to basically shag people. But How long do you think that will last for, though? Does it, it's like, it's no I don't know. Because like, surely a lot Who's of Who's the them... OG of Love Island? What's OG mean? Original. Oh. <laughs> Come on. You yeah. like grind music and you don't even know what OG means. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know what it means. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I don't know because no. I wasn't oh, really I into it. Fucking clue. I've I never can tell you who the OGs were of Main Chelsea though, but um, that's another story. <laughs> so who would be an OG from Maiden Chelsea? Are they all rich people? Spencer. Yeah, they're all rich. They're all really rich. It's, it's like, you know, one of them's the daughter of, Bentley is in like a oh, car. Oh fuck off! Yeah, and then there's the McVitties is uh, one Shut of the up. other. Shut up! Seriously. Hairs, hairs. Oh my god! Yeah. So as in these aren't these are genuinely rich people? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all in like um, you know West London, sort of uh, South Kensington. I know, but some people can be around that way and have a very well spoken voice, and yet they'd be fucking skin. I reckon some. I don't. I can't imagine that all of them come from like mad crazy fortunes, but I'd say the majority of them do. They're very yeah. posh. Very posh. It's exactly the same storyline every single week. It's just like different people. Just it's all it's interesting because they're quite young. You know, they're all like in their twenties. Spencer isn't, is he? Not now, but he no. was when he when it started. Um, um, he's not in it anymore. But it's kind of like the same old. So is dilemma. Gemma Collins is she uh, made in Chelsea? Are you fucking having a laugh? She's. <laughs> She's like definitely not made in Chelsea. Uh, she's uh, only weighs Essex. Oh, they're similar though, aren't they? You're educating me. Yeah, they're, they're similar concepts, completely different class system. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'd say one's um, Jenny from the block and one's JLo in the hills. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's just the same fucking story over and over again. And it's kind of depressing because it's always the same situation of like they fall a girl, out with each other. Well, it's a girl getting fucked around by a fuckboy, basically. And yeah. you think, God, has nothing changed? Has the dynamic between men and women not changed since no, I was because it sells. fucking 20? Yeah. And it's true. It it's just what happens, isn't it? There's not, there's no such thing awful, as progression. No. Men are still fucking over women left, right, center. And we're still like, meow, I just want to settle down and have a nice relationship with a nice man, but I also like a bad And I want to have babies. That's it. Yeah. Oh, God. Be more original. I wish I was more original. I, did I wish I was more original, but I'm not. <laughs> but I'm literally living the expected life, living in a terraced house with no. two kids. Yeah. And I'm married. Been with the guy that I met when I was in college, like fucking hell, it makes me want to vomit. Tick box, tick the box, Laura. Tick box, ticking it left, right, and centre. I know, and yet fucking hell, I couldn't be living less the hashtag blessed life if I tried. So, <laughs> <laughs> when does that kick in? Like, when does that? Never. It's an illusion. Appear. So you know. It's, I found something really interesting this week. Oh, I, I came across like this account and it was, you know, very much a um, brand new mum. Okay. Who's just literally had a baby. Yeah. And 
it just seems like she's sailing through it. Uh, so what are your thoughts on that? Is this person like a, well, it doesn't even matter, but are they like an influencer style person? I would say so, yeah. So, um, But not and- necessarily TV sort of related but yeah so what what are your what are your thoughts on that do you think that's a thing that people just sell through it and it's all cushy and everything's fine and perfect happy not stressful just go with it I mean yeah maybe but I've never met these people in real life and whether that's because I'm just not attracted to those type of people and those type of people wouldn't be attracted to me not in a vaginal sense, you know what I mean. Just when personality <laughs> I know, is attracted. Vibes. Well, vibes. <laughs> vibes. You're not vibing. I've, I've never the only the, what I, I suppose I I mean I've met a lot of mums having had kids. And obviously I haven't made friends with all of them because some of them I've met, I've been like, Ma, you're a duck. But yeah. I, I've definitely met mums that are like smug, smug mums. Oh yeah, yeah. But do you believe that smugness is is real? No, I always think it's masking. Insecurity God I love you I don't see how I just don't I don't understand Unless They just have a Completely different Psyche to me Which which fair enough They could do I don't see how Having a child Could not be stressful At some point Mm. And then obviously It is how people Sort of process That stress And then what they Wish to communicate About it Because some people Would just Maybe we'd have the opinion that, well, you know, that's just being a parent, so you should just get on with it kind of thing, which FYI, I hate that. Yeah, so <laughs> I do I. So, so, so dated. <laughs> but I think the, the difficulty is, especially when you're putting out that on social media, is how it impacts a lot of other people and that someone like you and I who haven't had that experience and yeah. not to say I'm not saying it's wrong at all and you know it's totally up to them and it's up to you to sort of choose not to follow that if, if it does if you find it unbelievable and it sort of triggers you a bit of a way of like fuck off mate this ain't real but follow it but you know the, the, the thing for me that annoys me about it is that you know that it would really influence someone in a sort of like and it would be damaging to them because they'd sit mm. and think, oh my God, well, that's not my experience. And because I'm not living that perfect life and seemingly just popped out a baby and everything's amazing, then I must be doing something wrong. That's where it gets dangerous, dangerous yeah. for me. And I just, I don't get it, Laura. I think this, right? Because I get a lot of people, and, and um, I know for 100% you'll have the same. Yeah. People, people say frequently, God, I just, I don't, I just wish that I was brave enough to say these things out loud. Yeah. Just like you say what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I just can't grasp that concept of like keeping it in and not saying it and not being but able I guess to say it's it. because, yeah, no, I know, I do get it as well. I, I completely understand exactly what you're saying and like where you're coming from because you do, but I think that, I think yeah. to myself, how, I just don't how understand you how, 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 yeah, it is such fucking hard work and I'm so mentally spent by it, but I don't want to feel alone in it. And I think that it's, it's a completely selfish need when I really like, when you really break it down, it is a selfish need because you're almost like trying to grasp at people to go, please tell me it's not just me for them yeah. to go, oh my God, I feel that way too. And like, that's probably the whole reason why I started Knee Deep in Life, to be honest with you, because it was like, I almost want to talk about this. And I actually want to find people who get it. Yeah. Because I just didn't have anybody in my life that understood maybe what I might have been talking about. And then for other people to have been like, I fucking, yeah, 100% get it. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. You know? 
So yeah. yeah, I don't know. It is a hard thing to understand. And like I am an experienced mum of two. I think it's safe to say I know how to mum quite successfully. I've been doing it for 11 years. And even when I watch those videos where everything just seems like sleep deprivation isn't difficult and, you know, you're not aggy at each other and you're not fucking, you know, pissing blood out of your vagina at a rate of bloody knots and like nothing seems to be affecting you. Yeah. Even though it makes me as this experienced mum go, what the fuck did I do wrong? Yeah. Because that wasn't my experience. Like I didn't look like that. I didn't feel that way. I didn't have the fucking energy or time to want to put this much into it. Maybe it's because I'm such a lazy cunt. I don't know, but it, but it really does like blow my mind. Yeah. I get angry when I see stuff like that, to be honest. Yeah. It's, I think it's triggering, isn't it? Because yeah. it's like I'm you like, say, fuck you. <laughs> it's not our experience. And we can't say that every experience is always going to be like, it's probably, ours, that's but... not very accepting of me. Is it? <laughs> Don't don't accept it. Reject it. Get out my face (laughs) with your stupid perfect life. But I don't believe it as well. I I I see that stuff and personally I just go, fuck off, mate. You're talking absolute shit. Yeah. And it's not helpful to anyone. So I will not be following you. Or I will at least mute you so it still appears that I'm following you. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I am a big fat unfollower. I've always been a bit like that though. Like I'm a bit trigger finger happy when it comes to like Facebook and having friends and I'm very stringent on who's on there. And like the beginning part of this year, I was like, you've got to go, you've got to go, you've yeah. got to go, you've got to go. Cause I'm not being funny just because we went to school together 22 years ago or how, how long ago I fucking left school does not automatically make us friends. Like I'm, I'm over this. Uh, so Vic in my promise for 2022, I have, my next weird and fascinating news article. Oh, I'm I can honestly say that searching the internet, you really do dig up some very questionable things <laughs> yeah. as to how the fuck it made it into the news. Hit me. I'm very excited. This was an article for the Chester Standard newspaper headline. Man threw snail at car in street row. <laughs> Absolute classic choice of weapon there in any um, uh, uh, argument. I will, I will obviously elaborate slightly because it wasn't just any old snail. Go on. It was an ornamental snail. Mm. A man picked up an ornamental snail and hurled it at the windscreen of a car in Chester as a revenge attack, the court heard. This went to court, Vic. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) David Smith, 24, had been arguing with the owner of the car moments earlier in Graham Road, then stormed off shouting, shouting, (laughs) grass. West Cheshire magistrates court heard yesterday how Smith went into the garden next door, picked up an ornamental snail and threw it at the windscreen of the blue Honda Jazz. No damage was caused. Magistrates gave Smith a 12-month conditional charge and fined him £110 with £85 worth of costs and a £20 victim surcharge. Can you imagine? What the fuck's a victim surcharge? I don't know, maybe like for the victim, you've, you've had to come and you've had to pay for parking. Yeah. You know, You've obviously got now extreme phobias of snails, <laughs> <laughs> nightmares of, of snails sort of, you know, coming at you in the night. Yeah. 
Um, what's the worst thing that you've ever done in an argument? What's the worst thing I've ever done in an argument? Oh shit, you're gonna have to go first because I don't think I don't know. I'm I'm generally a, a, a big avoider of confrontation. Yeah, I don't like it. I no. just can't. Like I can't. I find it really difficult to process. It's my yeah. it's it's flatty flatty Vicky is uh, <laughs> not down Vicky. with it. Like the minute I get I get the adrenaline, you know, it really starts to pump, and then I I just want to run away and cry. Yeah. I'm just not good in an argument. I don't. I just can't. I hate. You know. I'll avoid it at all costs. But saying that, <laughs> when it comes to a boyfriend, <laughs> that's different. Boyfriend's another story. But even, but even I've had like what um, I think I've had about four, four boy, four proper boyfriends before Rob, um, br before Rob, and uh, <laughs> br. I've never really, I've never really had serious, massive arguments with any of them. I went out with a guy who was. I've a never bit, had I'm like gonna, proper rage where I, I would think to pick up him. an ornament and yeah. throw it at them. Like no, I've, I don't nev- think I've, I've never got that. that angry. I've punched a wall before, but I was really young when I did that, and I think it was probably more just for the sheer like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm an anarchist. Whoa. I'm an anarchist. <laughs> yeah, don't don't even like know where I'm coming at. Don't next. tell I me can, what to do, mum. Fucking punch you. <laughs> And then I remember going to hospital because I thought I'd broken my little finger, which, by the way, still is funny after punching the wall. Did you make an indent on the wall or was it just like... No, did I make an indent? Have you seen me? I just can't imagine you doing that. No, I'm I'm not. I think that's the thing. Like, imagine somebody really weak and feeble that I think that's kind of... I slapped Steve around the face... (laughs) <laughs> you were fighting When we fought Yeah When we were oh, that's much, much younger See that was extreme was. to me Yeah Yeah No it was I mean, What I had you done? I can't even remember Probably something so fucking small and pathetic Oh god yeah. no I, Is that when I slapped him? I was heavily pregnant Very heavily pregnant with Toby And he said he was going out for one drink And he ended up getting absolutely fucking off his face. And he went over to Portsmouth on the ferry. Now I'm telling you, if you get on that ferry, you're in deep shit, especially when you said you were going to the pub for one drink. So I went to sleep. I was so raging with him. And then I woke up at, I don't know, it's like four o'clock in the morning and he still wasn't home. And obviously I was pregnant and hormonal. So I was like, he's off having sex with another girl. I know <laughs> oh he fucking God. is. This is so funny because this is almost like, this sounds very similar to something that happened when I was pregnant with Oliver. And then I stormed downstairs and Steve was literally asleep holding a pint glass of water on the sofa. And like that has, that's how he woke up. I slapped him. I don't know if I slapped him on the arm or the face, but I was very, very angry. Did you do it with one of your swollen flaps? <laughs> Just like tea <laughs> on his forehead. Fuck you. I've, I've, there's a pattern with men. They're expecting their first child of just going off the rails. And well, that was Steve's second to all child, my so he should have known better. Oh, really? Yeah, Rob yeah. did it once when I was pregnant with Edith, but he did it a few times with Oliver. Not, and he's quite, generally, he's quite responsible. He's not the sort of person that would, like, just wouldn't come home of no. a night out. He went, to, um, he went on a bike down the fucking canal, which the canal at night is not lit and it's really scary. And it's a canal, like it's open, <laughs> yeah. you can fall into it. Went to someone's birthday in the park. 
I thought he was actually like literally I thought he was dead he didn't come home I was like oh my god he's come back on the canal and he's falling in the canal he's dead and then he's dead I was walking up and down the street just crying at like midnight just like oh my god where is he and then I see this figure coming down the street with no fucking top on (laughs) it was the summer but he had no top on and he was like going left to write Mate, like, this, totally. this is like Steve's Christmas yeah, It's like Steve's video Oh he my was like god that. And then I was like You know peering into the darkness Going Is that you? Is that you? And it oh, was him really? And he was covered Head to toe in mosquito bites <laughs> And he had his bike But he hadn't He said he hadn't driven it Like he'd driven it Hadn't ridden it Because he was too scared That he was going to die But yeah No top Didn't even know where that was Completely pissed out of his head Stumbling on the road Covered in mosquito bites And that that's the one time That was when I was Fucking living And you were pregnant Because he'd put his phone On um, airplane mode as well So I couldn't even get in contact Not not on purpose It had just done it In his pocket And uh, well that's what he said but um, oh, yeah, yeah I, I would I, have been raging. I hit the, him. the fact that you, yeah, you thought he was dead. Yeah, I fucking hit. I rang my mum and was like, "Mum, Rob's not come home. What do I do? Do I call the police?" And she was like, mm, "You need to chill out. It's only been about two and a half hours." <laughs> oh wow! I was fucking furious. Yeah, mate, I would have. Been. But that sadness of like, oh my god, I've lost the love of my life, switched so quickly to, <laughs> I'm actually going to be the one that fucking murders you right now. <laughs> Just so angry. What a prick. Yeah, stupid men. Basically, it's their fault. Um, did you know, uh, Laura, that it's National Kiss a Ginger Day today? Oh, is it? Yeah. How cool is that? I'll have to kiss my ginger. <laughs> oh, or you. You know, obviously, you're Who's not here. Ginger? Oh, yeah, Steve, because he's got a ginger beard. My husband. <laughs> but his hair's not ginger, is it? Well, you know, it's, it is. It's is quite it? auburny, yeah. I okay. think since the beard has grown in, it's become quite evident. That yeah. he is, he's harboring many ginger headed <laughs> traits. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Ginger Jean. We're in um, submission, aren't we? Regression. Can I just say, I, Regre- I actually cannot yeah. believe that we started off with an ornamental uh, snail being thrown at a car window. <laughs> oh, no. How did that happen? This is just I don't the, know. I'm really the impressed. Way of our conversation. Um, did you get a fact this week, Vic? Did you? Did I fuck? <laughs> Oh, at least I'm keeping to my New Year's resolution. No, that's good because it means at least one of us is organised. No, I mean, don't account on me for next week. Should we have a story? Yes. But this is a good one because this actually links into a previous fact that I shared about human, and I talked about animals, human-animal breastfeeding. Do you remember that conversation? Yes, I do. So Unfortunately, uh, it hasn't oh, been a race. Sadly. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a vivid memory of that one. Um, someone's Why do I keep in. saying vivid? I've said that three times now, Laura. Pack it in. Pack it in. Expand your vocabulary. Human animal breastfeeding. This is an email from one of our lovely listeners. Hi, ladies. I'm in my late 20s and work as a farmhand in Australia. 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 I can't thank you enough for keeping me laughing while sweating my tits off at work and making me feel normal when dealing with the arsehole kids at home. Still love them, though. Um, God, could you imagine working in Australia? It's so hot. I, I could do it, mate. Outside. No, Oof. I could do it. I just couldn't do the fucking spiders, but I could do the heat. It's your Lebanese blood. I think I'm the only person in my family that has it pumping through her, even though she's exceptionally pale. Yeah, but I, may, I think that might be a trait though, right? Dark hair, pale skin. No? no, no do you no. tan? No. Oh Horrifically. God. I Got go it. red and white. Yeah, that's it. Same, same. Uh, red, skin cancer, white. <laughs> 
the order that I do. Um, the other week, you caught my interest talking about human-animal breastfeeding. It may be disappointing to hear that I personally have not breastfed an animal. However, my body's been tricked into thinking an orphaned baby wallaby, picture attached, oh my God, she sent us a picture of the wallaby, came out of my vagina and hence I started lactating. What the fuck? For the past eight years, I've cared for many animals from newborn or hatching stage to adults. One night I was driving home and came upon a dead wallaby that had been hit by a car. Very common occurrence in Australia. They like the headlights of the cars, don't they? I pulled over, removed the body from the road, and when I saw it as a female, checked her pouch to find a pinky, a joey the size of a toddler's hand, no fur. Oh my god! Eyes still fused shut, etc. Oh, this little one had started to go cold, so I popped him in my bra. Plenty of space in there to warm him up. Plenty of space in there, love, uh, to warm him up and get him home. Pinkies his size do not have a good chance of surviving. So I was surprised that after an hour's drive, he was moving around and starting to stimulate the side of my breast with his hands. Oh, God. How kittens do when latched to their mums. And even more surprised that when reaching home, I got a decent bottle into him via syringe. Flash forward a week and Gerald the Pinky was thriving as best he could. I was feeding him every two hours, not by a tip, by a bottle, night times included. And when not working, I would often keep him down my shirt as I found that, like our babies, these little ones benefit from skin-to-skin contact. I was tired, sore and irritable, but put it down to the lack of sleep. But then my breast went from a B cup to a D cup practically overnight. Fucking oh. hell, that's so mental. Cue the panic. I thought I was pregnant despite having IUDs in for the past six years and five tests all coming back negative. I booked a doctor's appointment for the next week. A few days later, I was about to get in the shower when I realized my bra was near saturated. Odd was a light day at work. It wasn't sweat or water. Got in under the water and started washing off, got to the boobs and bam, breast milk squirted onto the wall. I could not have legged it to this poor doctor's office quick enough. I was hysterical, insisting I was pregnant. My seven-year-old son is special needs due to a genetic condition. Wow. And another child possibly having the same was freaking me out. Doctor's pregnancy test came back negative, but after whipping my tit out and squeezing milk into my hand while crying, these were flat and dry last month. He got me a blood test, which also came back negative. Turns out the fortnight of looking after tiny Gerald with hourly to hourly feeds, sleep deprivation, the fact I love these orphan bubs like they were human. My body was convinced I'd given birth to this Joey, causing a hormone imbalance, which led to me lactating and being able to pump more milk than I could after I gave birth to my actual son. Oh, my God. Said it before and I'll say it again. Our female minds are both amazing and fucked. That is absolutely fucking wild. Oh, look, she said. Did he pic- make it? I think so. She sent a picture of him. I'm not going to lie. Um, Gerald, look penis? he looks like a circumcised penis. <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> oh, damn it. He does look like a circumcised penis. <laughs> With, a With a slight bruise. With a slight bruise on the tip. <laughs> that is the most knob-like looking wallaby that I've ever seen in my life. That's, I mean, that's beautiful, wonderful And I do wonder Can you let us know whether he survived? Did he he make it to the less pinky and more furry? Yeah, does he no longer look like a penis? That's what we want to know (laughs) A penis with a bruise on the tip Um, I mean, that doesn't actually surprise me Because you you can just lactate with the right conditions Because it's a physiological thing And obviously it's a hormonal thing But if you're releasing enough oxytocin, the interesting thing is that you need prolactin to breastfeed. And that's, you get that when you, um, 
when you're uh, when you produce the uh, hormones that you produce in pregnancy. But people that have babies, that you know, say like you adopted a baby, but you wanted to breastfeed them, and you haven't naturally given, you can. But how they normally initiate that is by using birth control to like pump up your pro-estrogen level. No way. So if you were to adopt a baby, let's say, if you wanted to breastfeed, you'd yeah. be able to do that. Yeah. But no way. you'd have to do it. You'd have to have like the support of a lactation consultant who knew exactly what they were doing. And so is it, is, do people do that? Yeah. Yeah. People do that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, it's lovely. lovely isn't it? How, it what is. an amazing bond to be able to go through. Exactly. To be able to do that. Yeah, because that's that's such a like amazing bonding experience to kind of go through as a parent. You know, <laughs> even for me, like I I didn't do it for any long period of time, but you know, I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard, I've heard on the grapevine. It. It's not something that you'd expect to be able to do, but you can. No, the, the, but then men can lactate, can't they? I know, but they could. Probably, I think they'd probably do it in the same way, in that they just give you a lot of the female hormone, and then. When you when you give birth and your uterus is expelled, um, you have like this huge drop in hormones, and that's what helps to initiate the breastfeeding process as well. So I guess what they do is probably pump you. I don't know, this is guesswork, but I would have thought they'd probably pump you full of it and then just withdraw it really quickly, and that's how you'd then start lactating. But that's mad that she's doing that without having had any sort of synthetic hormones. It's just literally. The love for but the then I penis guess it's because, wallaby. Yeah, the um, old Pinky was down her bra, like literally, like fondling her boobies. Yeah, like saying, I could. I'm just too selfish. What you Pinky. wouldn't be able to put that little penis worm in your bra? Not every two hours, no, mate. I would. I honestly, I know it sounds really mad, but that would be really triggering for me. It would trigger my PTSD. I'd go into full blown panic mode. Again, tell us about the time that you <laughs> had a penis in your bra when you were a child. <laughs> <laughs> but it would go down to, it would just come back to, I don't know why, but instantly I sort of Rob's uh, circumcised penis then, <laughs> which is weird because I've never seen it. And yet you saying that just made me think that. <laughs> um, no, obviously I've never had a, a circumcised penis down my bra But um, it's just that it would really it would Because obviously I had such a shit experience with the kids The thought of there being this needy thing that needed me every two hours I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm out but It's not a human, so you might, I think you might You're find it easier to die. <laughs> You're out <laughs> um, I don't think that you should ever be a vet Let's just be that way <laughs> Yeah, so I think we're going to have to put it yeah, down. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I know it's only got a cold, but I'm just going to have to, you know, we're going to kill it. it. Yeah, <laughs> go buy another one. It will be fine. <laughs> oh, as as the, the massive pet owner that I am, as well. Yeah, I know. Double it will have to dogs, die. You know, good luck. Double dog digits. Double dog digits. Uh, when I was a kid, I found a half sort of broken egg that had fallen out of a nest. And there was a little bird in there that was sort of wriggling around. And um, I was like, oh my God, I can't, I'm going to save it. I saved it. So it kind of like come half out of shell, Aww. took the rest of the shell off, which I don't know if you're supposed to do that, but you no, know, I'm forgive me. Not. I was only about 12. <laughs> and then um, it sort of just didn't, I fed it some milk or something out of like a hole out of a rubber glove, something like that. I don't know what I was doing. I, was, I thought I was being... <laughs> Oh my god Yeah this was sweet And then I was like Oh I'm a bit bored of this now So I just buried it I didn't even know it was dead I just buried it (laughs) 
oh my god Vic so like I've never done that I just went oh my god Vic that's so cute yeah, yeah then I got bored and buried it <laughs> It could have still been alive. I'm not sure. <laughs> it wasn't really moving, but it could have still been alive. It was like, mm, I don't know. What do you do in that situation? You're supposed to take it to a vet? Uh, I would say. But then back then when you were 12, no vet would have given a shit. Let's be no, honest. No, I know. The There's a lady in our local area and she is a pigeon uh, enthusiast. She takes in any injured birds, mainly pigeons being her forte, and she brings them back to full health and then lets right. them go. She's called a pigeon lady. Do you think she breastfeeds them? I, you know... I wouldn't like to say because <laughs> she could also hunt me down and kill me. But you know, she, she really likes. Also, them. looks slightly murdery. Is she like the uh, bag lady from Mary Poppins? A little bit. Breastfeed the birds, the birds. nipple a day. <laughs> oh, nipple, nipple a day. Your name. <laughs> Oh dear, what a beautiful story What, uh, well Our listeners are better human beings than we are (laughs) Yeah (laughs) The fact that you even dared Have the gall to go But Laura, wouldn't you do that? And then tell us the story (laughs) of when you murdered Buried a bird alive Because you got bored of it (laughs) I've given it some milk And it's not doing what I want it to do Exactly Entertain me <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so I have a story. Ladies, love the podcast and love you both. Oh, thanks, babe. Wanted to share my shameful shit story with you for a giggle. Of course, it's all shits and giggles till somebody giggles and shits. <laughs> so I was an Audi. Then I had the worst cramp I ever felt I've ever had. I felt like I was going to die. I thought I was going to either projectile vomit or shit my pants. I just had to run out and abandon my shop. There was no toilet anywhere. I was sweating. Oh, I know that sweat as well. It's It's so so bad. In the supermarket too. Yeah. I was sweating because I needed to go so bad. I started to drive thinking I might make it home. The pain was so overwhelming. I had to pull over. I had a bucket in the car. (laughs) Who's got a bucket in their car? That's handy. I had a bucket in the car as I was with my one-year-old who I had taken to the beach. I climbed into the back seat, literally shaking because I felt so sick. And in the residential road, I sat on the back seat of the car next to the baby and diarrheaed into the bucket. Shouting, oh, God. Ah! <laughs> baby was laughing. I was crying. Small children passed. The bucket was three quarters full of pure wet slop. Oh, Lord. <laughs> put it on the floor of the passenger seat and drive with it in the car oh my god it was making me so nauseous so bad to uh to be next to the bucket so I opened the windows and was driving retching out of the window in the end I had to pull over to some bushes and fling the shit bucket out with it Couldn't be in the car with it for another second. Now Ooh. very paranoid that there will be footage on the news of a woman throwing a castle bucket of hot shit into a nature reserve. I don't know. You should be more worried about the CCTV of you doing the shit on the back seat, mate. To all the school children's parents <laughs> Just to advise you There was a blue courser That was down <laughs> Station Road With a lady defecating into a bucket 
all parents are asked to be advised of the dangers of approaching strangers on the walk home from school. Oh dear lord! I love that the baby was there. That's the best bit because the fact the baby was like, "Yay!" They were like, "Mummy's on the back seat!" Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Best day ever! (laughs) Thank God the baby's not old enough to actually remember. No, well, yeah, you don't want that memory of your mum, really, do you? No, I can honestly say I have, you know, troubles sort of going back to a time when my mum had a hairy armpit and I was 15 and she was washing <laughs> the windows outside. So seeing my mum shitting into a bucket on the back seat would definitely do some serious damage to my emotional psyche. Oh, I have seen my mum in all sorts of states, actually. Your mum's mum naked with a tampon hanging out. That's correct. Yeah, that was hanging out the washing on holiday. Nice one, Trish. <laughs> And, 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 you know, it gives me quite a visual. Well, my mum's asked me to check her piles. She used to do that quite a lot. No. Your face then, yeah. When I was Have like a teenager. That? Yeah. I mean, I didn't know what I was letting myself in for. It's like, fucking hell, what is that? I mean, it was a good introduction to piles, really, and my future, you know. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, I think I think my bum grapes are here. Can you have a look? And looking at her bum, her leaning over and looking at her bum and being like, yeah, mum, there's definitely some grapes hanging out of that. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I, just, I don't even know. Like sometimes your childhood just really blows my mind. <laughs> You know, we had handheld mirrors even back then in the 80s. I know, but, you know, we're just a very open family. You are, aren't you? And, like, so would you happily say to Edith, Edith, can you see if my piles are here? Yeah, I think so. I mean, not right now. She wouldn't understand, but, yeah. Don't like there being any shame around these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I agree. I do agree. And I must admit, like, I'm raising my children to be quite sort of open about their bodies but also like exploring whether they want their bodies to be seen or not and like respecting their boundaries as well so I'm all for that but I do feel like there's a line with Carl checking <laughs> and Trish crossed it I don't know maybe not because obviously you don't feel like it was a line that was crossed but 100% that would have crossed a line for me uh, with my mother which I I'm just s- thought it was really funny I'll be honest with you, I'm so, I just don't have that relationship clearly because that's not in my books. I would probably never have spoken to my mum again. I, um, I've actually got it. I've actually written about that experience in my book. As your, as your mum had to sign that off. With yeah, like I had to thing. chat with her. I was like, Trish, I've talked about this. Can I put it in? I love that about Trish. She's laughed. raised you to be clearly a lot more uh, accepting of the human form than probably I have. Yeah, maybe. No, yeah. I don't know. I think I think you're very accepting of it. But um I have been in my thirties, but Jesus Christ, like granted, and I've got to the other extreme where I'm a little bit too accepting now. But yeah, can you just stop fucking accepting yourself, Laura? <laughs> yeah, you absolute <laughs> fucking cunt. How dare you? How dare you find yourself, you bitch? Oh god, it's a very funny story. Um, yeah, I will uh if yeah, I have to read my book to we find will have out. to read your I book, know. which uh is in how many weeks now, Vic? I, d- I think is it uh, it's the end of Four? February, February the 17th So yeah, it's, it's a month Four away weeks. And um, I've done absolutely no PR for it So that's good That's fine, you're going to do some PR for it now So Vic, would you like to have a little uh, quick conversation About oh, what yeah, you've about? Um, no, just if you want to read the hemorrhoid story In its full anal glory um, I do Get my book, it's available for pre-sale, pre-order This is what I'm going to do I'm actually going to get the audio book as well Because I want to hear you 
I want to hear you. I just want to listen to your voice. Read it. Read it, yeah. Do like an audiobook. I think it's much easier. These days you just don't seem to be able to process reading, but at least you can listen to an audiobook and do something else, can't you? Like listen yeah. to a podcast like everyone now, right now. Will you, will you sign my book for me? Oh, my God. If you signed my book that I've got of yours, did you send oh. me a signed copy? Or did no. your publisher send it to me? My publisher sent it. I'm sorry. All right, me. next time I see you. I'm going to get you to sign you it. You do realise that's very second happened, right? Because I just said, can you sign my book? And then they're like, oh, oh yeah, Laura, uh, uh, the book that I've got of yours, it's like a year and a half old. Can you sign it for me? <laughs> We've been in a pandemic, mate. Yeah. I mean, what what more can you expect from life when we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic? <laughs> and my book came out in a fucking pandemic as exactly. well. Exactly. Absolute bullshit. So where you go, um, you're going to sign mine. I'm going to get you to do a nipple print on it, I think. Oh. Yeah. How about that? One boob on a page and then your boob on the other page. Yeah, that would be nice. Like blood sisters. Oh, my God, I couldn't. Prick a nipple. I see the comparison of those two things. You'd be like, oh, what's this beautiful bouncy watermelon? And who put a fucking fried egg on the other page? <laughs> um, yeah, buy my book. That's what I was, that's what buy, I was going to Buy her book because she is wonderful, amazing, talented, and it will change change your life uh, thank you and i highly recommend it to anybody who knows of someone that's about to have a baby yes that's what it's all about it's yeah. about pregnancy birth and beyond um and it is also if you've had kids and it's just you know funny as a little reminder of how fucking shit Lost. it all was and you can look back and go ha 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 that's I not know. me anymore oh my god it was so horrendous this is why the perfect instagram thing does my head in because it's like yeah. what very challenging just written a book about this whole period of time and it brought up so much stuff that I'd forgotten. It's like, oh my God, that was so rough. But it's you're saving rough. women with your truths though, because it just goes to show like how little that reality is actually out there. So by you being as honest as you are, you are giving women hope to realize that they're not alone in it because it does, it does feel incredibly lonely. Yeah. And yeah. being able to be that brutally honest about what it's actually like gives it just makes you feel like you've got a friend even though it's not necessarily a real friend you got a friend in me buy my book um, <laughs> buy my book and i'll be your friend even more yeah it's on amazon right now for pre-order uh there will be an audiobook as i've already said that so yeah great right, brilliant right, let's book. move on from the awkward pr um <laughs> i think that's it isn't it we've kind of you know yeah we've been the, we, we, we've have, been we haven't done ages, a mate. uh watch and we call it we haven't done agony art but we did one last week so yeah we don't need one this week we've chatted loads Leveling it out, leveling it out. Shame loads. Um, don't forget as well that if you are in need of some January clitoral titillation, then our website uh, with an array of sex toys is available to you. Just go on the internet and search for www.noholesbombpodcast.com and um, com. feast your eyes on these sexy goods before you and buy something. Treat yourself, go and treat yourself. Please. Please. And what else do they need to tell them? No, you need to do that. Oh, you want We're me to We're not start? doing it the wrong way around, mate. Right, okay. We're not doing okay, that today. Okay. <laughs> and also this just time. keep sending us your stories and your agony aunts, uh, anything you want to share, really. We just love hearing it all. You can email us at noholesbarpodcast at gmail.com or what else can they do, Laura? 
they can go on over to our Instagram page at No Holes Barred Podcast on Instagram. And you can go to our DMs and you can also give us a follow. That would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. And yeah, hopefully we'll be less, I don't know, like hating on January next week. I doubt it. Oh, I just oh, need it to. Still going to be January. Still going to be shitting January. Come on, March. March? What about February? Well, February can fuck off as well, but it's a short month. <laughs> February's bullshit as well, isn't it? It's only March when things start to get slightly oh, less no. suicidal. I think it's the weather mainly. Oh, it is. I darkness. fucking hate this weather. It's like, we've got sunshine today, which is amazing, but I'm pretty sure I haven't seen sunshine in about 14 days. I know, that's how long it feels though, isn't it? It's like it's so long between the sun fucking coming out these days. Yeah. Get it in your eyeballs. You need it to get penetrate those retinas, mate. Vitamin D. Get that vitamin D in you. Do it. Um, All right, then. Nothing left to say, but see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye.